joining our weekly podcast. I'm Robin Lewis, founder and CEO of the Robin Report, uh, which, by the way, is much more than a daily report. Um, we believe it's really a knowledge uh, platform uh, from which we communicate uh, thought leadership on various strategic topics uh, through our reports, but also these podcasts webinars, and, you know, hopefully in the fall, live events. So for these uh, podcasts, which usually is a conversation between me and our chief strategist, Shelley Cohan, who, by the way, is also a professor at FIT and Syracuse University. But we decided earlier in the year that, um, you know, from time to time, depending on our topic, uh, we would invite experts uh, to discuss their work on the in the particular space. So today we are honored to have Phil Thorne, uh, the North American Managing Director of Corso, a company with an Agile Stores app. Agile, by the way, I think you all know, is a <laughs> new buzzword in this industry. Anyway, uh, it, Corso has this app uh, that helps each store prioritize and take the right actions to improve performance. And by the way, uh, Corso is also a part of the Robin Report Innovators Network. Uh, they're a great company with a great solution here. Anyway, so Phil, in today's uh, you know hugely complex retail environment, Corso does play a major role, I believe, in simplifying it by providing data-driven actions uh, based on key performance measures, which is a big win for stores. So Phil, you know, kind of expand a little on, on how, how Corso does this. Well, well, first, Robin and Shelley, thank you so much for having me and of course us as Corso on here today. And, and thank you for that great first description of us. So how do we do this? Well, as you mentioned, Corso is a retail tool for stores and particularly store management. And what we do is we ingest all the management information that a retail business is creating, and then we'll analyze and digest that to surface to each store manager, daily personalized next best actions that are most likely to increase sales, reduce costs, or drive other performance that they want to focus on. Uh, we then guide them through the action that they should take measure the impact of everything they're doing so retailers can learn what's working but just as crucially what isn't working to create this reinforcing learning loop of success within their organization wow i wish i had corso in my life when i was running stores i spent the first half of my career running stores it sounds like it really gives the right information to take relevant actions and most importantly in a timely manner I think one of the biggest challenges in today's store environment is the ability to adapt to changing direction from top management, in addition to really taking into consideration local conditions that happen on the front line, so to speak. So Phil, can you tell us, are you able to help with this specific challenge for retailers? Shelley, I think that's a really important point. Uh, and one of the things that we're, we're trying to excel here at, at Corso, one of the things, of course, you've alluded to is that it is a rapidly changing environment at the moment. And every retailer is unique in those challenges. So one of the core things about Corso is our flexibility to that. So when you're a retailer, you can set up 
any of your KPIs and change them fairly rapidly within Corso. And what it does is it cascades to every store manager within your business, the next best actions, which are most likely to drive performance. And, and this is really key because it's not about those uniform top-down actions anymore. It's about those really localized insights that people can create. And, and what I'd like to mention is that we, we have this thing called the Agile Stores Lab, which is a forum that we've created to look at the data across retailers we cover and see what insights we can gather from them. And one of the really important things coming out of that is 80% of the actions that we surface are to just a handful of stores out of multi-thousand store estates, which is telling you this localization point, these unique insights, personalized insights are really key today. You know, Phil, you, you, you hit the nail on the head, localization. It's also a, an, another buzzword today, and it is localization in every way, moving closer to the consumer, uh, being a part of their community. So localization, you know, again, in this hyper-competitive, complex environment, it's absolutely imperative. You know, I, I often said retailers and brands are literally choking on data. Um, but starving for solutions, right? That's right. It's, 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 it's data overload across all functions of the business, tons of reports, analyses, data collection considerations. And oftentimes um, the teams that analyze the data, as you, know, as you say, they send it out in a uniform way of kind of a cookie cutter direction, right? For all stores without taking into consideration that each individual store has its own specific, you know, or unique factors that impact the business. So, which therefore then requires kind of individual direction or, or solution. So Phil, can you give our audience an example of some decisions that would be made by the Corso app? Yeah. So, so up front, let me just say that the flexibility that I talked about means that the type of missions or actions that we're creating are, are very broad. So they're across sales, waste, damages, labor, other KPIs. Uh, and what Corso is giving is granular insights around where the challenge is and, and what to do about it. But, but just to give you an example, as you, as you asked for, I was actually recently doing a um, store walk with one of our clients and looking at the sales missions that were created for them. So this showed to them, the store manager, on a certain category of pet food, that there was <clears throat> underperformance in her store. We looked at Quarso, and one of the things that Quarso showed her was that it was a skew underperformance, and it was pretty much at every single time of the day. So when we walked over to the area, uh, the problem was immediately obvious, which is there was this big pillar in front of the skew which was blocking customers from, from seeing this product, which is obviously something incredibly unique to that store. And so what does the manager do? They slightly change the presentation, the planogram, uh, to put SKUs either side of that pillar. And we keep on tracking it. And three weeks later, we see a $500 increase in performance of sales. And, and the real beauty of this is that these optimizations, these thousands of little optimizations that retailers are doing every single day really add up to quite big results. Yeah, you know, Phil, it's a great example. You know, as I said up front, a hugely complex industry, you guys are playing a major role in simplifying it. Uh, and, <laughs> and your discovery couldn't be any simpler, right? Thousands of little actions that add up to big numbers indeed. That's a great, great story. Yeah, and also if you think about the amount of technology that retailers and brands have added and just in the past five years, it can really be a challenge to maintain this cohesive ecosystem 
which is so fundamental for an agile store operations. I think of Nike who has excelled at this, but a lot of what they've done is really driven by sticking to solely on their in-house technology to do that. Yeah, I think this points about ecosystem is a, is a really important one. And if you think about, as we talk about it, agile operations and where that comes from, it really comes from the technology industry and uh, the software agile manifesto that they created about 20 years ago. And where it's manifested is mainly in the consumer land. And when you talk about ecosystem, think about how consumer agile apps have completely transformed our lives by actually connecting to everything. So if you think about the Apple innovations, the Netflix innovations, I won't mention the other A name, but all the innovations that these digital first companies have created, you can access them wherever you are, whenever you are, on whatever device you're on. And I think this is now starting to be seen in the business world, which is retailers are coming off these legacy architectures and they're seeing that this more connected, this more uh, you know, cloud first approach that they've seen in the e-commerce world, but they're now starting to see in the tangible world of stores can have these radical results as well in terms of how they simplify our lives, but how they connect everyone together as well. And, and this is one of the things we're most excited by in terms of the people we work with at Corso is bringing together things like data, comms, tasks, all these things that are important to retailers, but in a unified, simple view to the user, which is the store manager. Yeah, you know, and talk about agile and, and pivoting. Um, you know, among the giant retailers, Best Buy is a great example. Uh, you know, just a few years ago, uh, Best Buy was between a rock and a hard spot, kind of getting squeezed to death in between Amazon and Walmart. But uh, CEO Hubert Jolie transformed the brand very quickly into a one-stop shop, you know, for all the major tech brands, as well as an incredible, what I would call a five-star service and educational experience. And then when the, band, uh, the pandemic hit, again, talk about quickly pivoting, uh, it, it, cr it created their curbside uh, service process. And they're coming out of the pandemic as strong as ever, agile and pivoting. Anyway, yeah, I, I definitely think the quick pivoting of a business was certainly a lesson learned coming out of the pandemic. Every strategic roadmap has to have context. If we don't consider the context of what is happening around us and we just kind of march forward with the strategy in a very rigid way, no matter how great the strategy is, it will fall flat with the wrong context. So retailers that learn very quick, they learn this very quickly when 80% of the revenue disappeared last March of 2020 with the uh, shutdown of the pandemic. Yeah, that's a great comment on context, Shelley. Uh, speaking of which, uh, we mentioned, you know, again, how complex and over-competitive this industry is and the need for agility and rapid adaptability, obviously. But, you know, at the end of the day, isn't it always about uh, serving and satisfying the ever more demanding consumer? And today, with this new young next-gen consumer culture, I would call it, retailers and brands have a whole new set of demands they've got to pivot to. I mean, you know, save the environment, uh, DEI. They, you know, they want to know the treatment of factory workers on the brand, uh, sustainability, all these buzzwords, and on and on and on. Um, and then on the operation side of the business, you got sourcing and supply chain issues. 
and of course the absolute necessity to quickly adapt to technology which is moving at an even higher acceleration than in the past you know mobile apps social media uh, integrated software uh, retailers are not known for quickly adapting to new technologies and now with a tsunami of new technologies retailers and brands really need to involve and collaborate with third-party partners who have expertise in the various solutions, you know, so that they can integrate and scale uh, with the brand. Again, agility with a capital A. Yeah, and I think, Robin, that in everything you say, that there's also pressure on us as vendors at the moment to, to be doing the right things to build into that ecosystem. So, so one of our philosophies here, well, two of our philosophies here at Corso is that integration and scalability are key. In, in such a fast-paced environment as we have today, people can no longer be waiting six to nine months for their latest technology implementation. I mean, things have to be simple to configure. I mean, here at Corso, we, we try to configure companies in less than three weeks rather than giving them a huge roadmap in terms of what they need to go for. It, it also needs to be simple to onboard because you can't have these huge change management initiatives holding you back for years. If you think about the type of consumer that we have at the moment, if I download my latest app, I'm using it in seconds. And the same is true now of technology vendors like ourselves. We have to be simple to train. And so with something like Corso, we see that we need to be usable within 20 minutes. And then the final thing is simple to scale. I mean, we talked about ecosystem, but it has to fit into your technology landscape and have all these connections together. Again, if you're more connected in terms of your mindset, more clouds in terms of your mindset, that, that is the approach that people are going to take. But the other thing, which I, I don't think we have talked about so far, and I think is really crucially important, is, is this human side, which is, you said it before, Robin, you can't have tech for just tech's sake. It has to have that human element as well. And it's got to be usable and something that is not just about growing your business and making your business more efficient, but improving your people at the same time. You know, we say that retailers have this legacy mindset, you know, that retail's been done the same way for decades, probably even, you know, centuries. Um, but this whole top-down managing, aiming for mass consistency, which really misses out on the ability to take in local considerations and adapt accordingly. You know, Shelley, legacy is an interesting word because legacy is something that looks backwards, but legacy is something we're also trying to create going forwards. And, and the real thing about legacy today is legacy is disrupting yourself. If you look at how quickly growing some of these agile companies, and I'm talking more in the tech space, I mean, we can all see who's at the top of the share price market leading characteristics. It's all the people who are scaling themselves in an agile way. And the real thing I would encourage for, for retailers who are thinking about this is it, it's such a simple mindset to bring into. And, and the results are incredible when you start approaching things in this way. I mean, we have seen retailers in just 12 weeks drive two to 5% sales uplift with engaging their people for, for, you know, with 93% engagement of the, the type of people who are using this daily. And I mentioned the human side because I think this point around people and how you're giving your people simpler things to do, removing the frictions for them to get better at their job and also improving their job is such a crucial part of this. And just to use an example, one of the things that we track at Corso is how quickly can someone know what to do once they've taken a mission? I mean, it's currently at an average of 72 seconds, but those are the things that we're constantly trying to improve to make sure that people are focusing on what really matters in retail, which is coaching their teams and delighting customers. Yeah, you know, Phil, I want to jump in here uh, uh, just to make a brief comment on mindset and agility. 
You know, I, I have said uh, <laughs> for some time now that when, when we hear or read the words retail store, you automatically get a mental image of a building full of stuff, which obviously doesn't suggest agility. So anyway, I say we need to get rid of those words uh, to be able to jump out of our legacy mindset and replace those words with another definition. I don't know what it is, but one that says agile, fluid, I don't know, kind of forever changing. Anyway, conti continue, Phil. Yeah, Robin, hey, I, I, it's hey, interesting. Phil, Phil, I have to jump in here. I just want to ask you a quick question. You, you mentioned a stat very quickly, and I'm kind of blown away by the stat. I just want to rephrase it and ask you just to clarify. So when store managers see a mission in Corso to take an action on something, did you say that 72 seconds on average is how long it takes for them to act on something? That's unbelievable. Yeah, because if you think about it, the thing that we're doing is we're trying to digest it into something which is very granular. And these are smart store managers, people who are experienced and good at their jobs. If they've got something, if they're not in the back office, analyzing data and the reports that are being sent to them via email or via whatever fax machine or whatever they have in the back office. They're on their mobiles at the storefront, looking at the problem in front of them. They can very quickly see where the problem is and what's going wrong. I, the thing we find which is quite amusing about some of the technology um, around retail at the moment is people investing millions of dollars in, for instance, the latest robots or the latest uh, way of looking at a, uh, you know, putting a video camera on a store shelf to see whether or not it's outstocked at the right time. Whereas the store manager, if you get them out of the back office and put them in the front room and give them the right insight to look at it, can normally within seconds tell you what's going wrong. So this is the type of investment that we think retailers should be making is getting the more, most value out of the people who are there rather than trying to do these big CapEx investments to try and replace them. Wow, that's amazing. Yes. It is incredible. Robin, I was actually, before Chad jumped in, one of the points I was just picking up on um, was what you were saying around mindset. And I'm just <laughs> going to, to kind of share the, the thing that I find so interesting. We obviously speak to store ops leaders quite, quite regularly. Um, and one of the things which is so exciting about some of the conversations that I'm having with them talking about agility is I, I feel for a long time, store ops and, and teams within store ops have really played second fiddle to these exciting digital uh, propositions that are being put forward uh, across the business. And it's really taken a second step. But although the pandemic has accelerated things like e-commerce, I think what it has also accelerated or reminded us is how important stores are and how important the people within those stores are. And you know, delighting, you know, making those people enjoy their jobs is as crucially important. And we see it with labor shortages today and, and how people are looking at work. So. The thing that's quite exciting about framing this, this concept of agility to them is they can suddenly see that store ops isn't something which is passive. It's not something that's uniform. It's something that can be as dynamic, as engaging, as rewarding to a career as some of these digital initiatives that they've seen second fiddle to because of the nature of what it is. And, and, and it's really simple around two things, which is it's this scientific approach to learning, optimizing and growing, which is through prioritizing the right things, taking the right actions and learning. But this secondary element, which is this engagement of your teams and making sure that you have this human engagement approach to growing people rather than just a compliance approach. Well, back to the uh, buzzword agility, Phil, and you know, rapid adaptability. If there is one thing uh, we've seen coming out of last year is 
the need for retail to be able to pivot quickly. I guess we can't say that enough. You know, to be agile in both uh, their mindset and the operating model. Um, and the Corso app sounds like it really does help retailers to, as I said before, simplify, but also improve and prioritize their decision-making and to have a more meaningful impact and down to the individual store level, that whole idea about localization. Anyway, Phil, before we leave, um, tell our listeners why Corso was founded. Uh, uh, Robin, I think we've touched on many of these points uh, as we've gone through the conversation today. But really at the heart of it, I mean, we, we were spending you know, a good few decades collectively between us uh, being within big companies and looking at this mounds and mounds of data that they were creating and analyzing. But realizing that analyzing that data misses a fundamental point, which is it may make us feel smart and make us feel like we've got the right you know, insights around things, but it doesn't necessarily mean things get done. And performance within a business is not a matter of what things you are looking at, but the things that you are doing. And what we realized is the right tech was starting to come out there in terms of that engagement on the consumer side of the world and on the digital side of the world. But for legacy uh, companies like stores, like retail, uh, it, it was very much missing. And so we have founded this company to be the, the, the type of technology that helps with agility, but in a simple and fun way. Because at the end of the day, you know, we spend most of our time working uh, in stores or most of our time working whatever business we're doing. Let's make sure that we have the right tools to make the most out of it. Wow, thank you so much, Phil, for your great insights today and allowing all of us to learn about Corso. For our listeners, you can find more of our podcasts on Apple, Spotify, Buzzsprout, and therobinreport.com. And please follow us on social media, link in with us, and follow us on Twitter for the latest thoughts about the industry. And you know what? I'd like to thank Phil again very much for joining us. Uh, I learned a lot, and I'm sure our audience did as well. Um, Corso really is a great uh, app. And uh, what you do is, is, I think, terrific. Some of the numbers and stats you came up with are uh, really amazing. Robin, Shelley, thank you so much for having me on. And of course, if you want to find out more about Corso, either visit our website, www.corso.com, that's Q-U-O-R-S-O.com, or connect with me on LinkedIn. That's Phil Thorne on LinkedIn. I want to thank our audience again for joining us. And keep in mind that uh, if you guys out there have a topic you know, you're thinking about that you would love to have uh, Shelly and I and maybe another expert um, do, do a podcast on, just send me an email. It's robin at therobinreport.com. Thanks again.